Welcome back to From the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm Wolfe. What's up, everybody? That's right. It's Wednesday. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. And today's class is none. We're not doing a class today. Because anyone who's listened to this podcast yeah. already knew that we had no class. Well, yeah, that's true. So. No classes. Exactly. We're not classist. We're for the people. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, well, we're not going to talk about Artificer anytime soon because I, well, that's that's just a whole other thing on its well, own. No, I'd really rather not get into that, buddy, yeah. to be honest with you, because um, I'm already well known for my hatred of capstone abilities. And the Artificer, if you don't know, has a capstone ability that does not fucking function, period, according to the rules of the game. Yeah. I don't know how that was missed in QA. It makes me feel like it was kind of rushed out. I, I kind of feel like there was a letter missing. Yeah. Or, a couple. You know, I a could couple. think of a few letters to or loan like, them. <laughs> yeah. The, the it, can, can I buy a vowel? Well, it ends with UCK. So. Oh, son of a bitch. But anyways, today... What did we talk about today, Wolfie? I thought that it would be nice to get into the kind of meat and potatoes of the mechanics. And today we are going to talk about combat. Specifically, we're going to break down, you know, step by step, you know, turn for turn, how combat functions. We're going to cover movement. We're going to cover a lot of optional rules. We're pulling from the DMG today as well as the player's handbook, just so you know where to find some of this information. And I'll try to remember to say what it's from when I'm saying it, but yeah, it's going to be a comprehensive breakdown of the mechanics. Yep. Done it our own little way. Yeah. Because we like professionalism. Yeah. I can't even spell it. Same. So, I mean, geez, I, I spent half my day today figuring out why we call it a laundromat when it's spelled laundromat. Because we're from the South. Ah, Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah. All right, so combat, should you have it? All the time. I, for one, prefer heavy combat games. Yeah, kill everything. Yeah, but... And see, that doesn't make me a murder hobo, though. Oh, oh yeah, sure it doesn't. No, no, no. no. I'm not a murder I hobo. I will stand like... vehemently until yeah. my dying day. That it does not make me a murder hobo just because I want to kill things in encounters. I want to have fights. Murder hobos kill literally everything, which for me, the big distinction is between killing NPCs and just killing creatures that you're meant to fight. Yeah, I I understand. You're not a murder hobo. No. You're just a power gamer. Oh, I will make that, no apologies yeah. for being a power gamer or for yeah. min-maxing because this is my representation. It's my responsibility to do the best that I can to support the overall team. Well, it's still a game as well. so Exactly. There's winners mm-hmm. and losers. Uh, Paladin and Ranger. You just really had to cut deep on that one, didn't you? I certainly did. <sighs> but at least you're not the Psy Warrior. Jedi Knight? He's not a Jedi. Oh my it's God. a freaking Jedi, man. <clears throat> yeah. At least you're not every monk subclass besides like three of them. But anyways, getting into combat, you have actions. <laughs> There's actions. You uh, can let's, do them. let's start from the top on this. We're talking uh, about 
combat period. So we should really discuss the order. Yeah. And like I said, we're going to kind of do this step-by-step combat setup. So first things first, you have to determine for surprise, which we talk about a lot, you know, in the sense of your roguey boys, you know, your sneak thieves, those kind of people, they're going to want to be stealthy as a general rule. But in this instance, we're talking about, it can include the entire party. Like you can choose, you know, oh, we're sneaking into a bandit camp or we're going to, you know, we're going to try and sneak up on these guards and take them out silently. Well, this also works on the other side as well. It does. You can be surprised by enemies just as easily as you can surprise them. So first thing to do for the DM specifically is determine if anyone is surprised. And it can seem like it's a little bit of the finer points, but not everyone in your party could be surprised. Like it's not going to be pass or fail for both sides. It can be, it comes down to individuals based on the way the situation kind of unfolds itself. Yeah. And a lot of DMs are going to give you a chance because we have ability scores and we have skill checks. You know, our first ever episode was on skill checks for a reason. This is where they become important. Absolutely. You fell that perception, you're probably not going to know that enemy's there about to stab you in the butt. That's why passive perception is really important to have. Yeah. Yeah. And to have it a good number. Yeah. Yeah, passive perception is great to utilize I think the last character I rolled had a 12 for passive perception, and I felt like I was essentially blind. Not really. I mean, it's still a decent passive perception. I just, it, it's the power gamer in me, man. Yeah. 12 is bad. Yeah. I got, I got to have something over 20, you know? Oh no. I mean, of, maybe by like level three, but I mean, I'm willing to start yeah. off at, you know, 20, <laughs> 22, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But 21. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. You just play a rogue all the time. Have expertise. Yeah. I should do that. I've actually don't think I've played a rogue. No. I was trying to think about ever. I think I've played one rogue period, but I definitely haven't played one in fifth. There's a lot of classes I have not played. Honestly, I really need the opportunity to get in some yeah. more game time. True. I feel like I'm just not getting enough because right now I'm really not getting any. I know. I haven't That's gotten terrible. any for a couple of months either. I know. You're about to become a and d virgin all over again. Wow. Can you go so long without playing a game that you essentially have no expertise anymore like no yeah. ability to play the game yeah you're like a new guy all over again oh wow yeah just start calling yourself a critter go find you a game i'm done with you <laughs> well the second step to combat and that was no surprise is established positions yes okay. so a lot of people <clears throat> do theater of the mind which is kind of what i used to do for the most part because honestly we were poor and young and couldn't afford minis and stuff like that yeah, so we're we like just, just dots use your imaginations yeah, yeah this is old school D, different yeah. color pens on a graph paper oh yeah oh yeah uh, extra die oh yeah extra die is the best <laughs> tokens you could ever have <laughs> it's true yeah, I can't tell you. I'm still to this day. I have been represented by a D six far more often than I have by any other mini yeah. or anything else. I'll say it's always been a D four because for some reason I have eight hundred of them. Oh, never mind. I always play rogues. Oh yeah, and it makes like, perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> I play rogues and rangers. Gotta have those D four. 
for okay. no reason at all. So theater of the um, mind is, you know, use your imagination, whereas you actually, you know, have the benefit of being a human and using tools. Um, yeah. I'm sorry for any non-humans out there. Anyway, miniatures and graph. You can still use graph paper or, you know, here in the house, ogre, you know, got a laminated piece of wood and drew out a grid on it. Yeah. Make them one inch squares and the one inch will represent five feet in game. Uh, some people like to use hexes, but those people are weird. Um, <laughs> because just don't ma- go because geometry is hard. Um, <laughs> so I used to eat honeycomb as a kid. So, you know. I oh, yeah. yeah. Throwback. Yeah. So regardless of whatever you're using for representation, we've talked about, you know, several things. You have to establish positions, meaning that you the dm has to determine where you are either by seeing the minis on a board or by you know you tell them where you are in the room what you're doing yeah things like that it's just this is where we set the stage for the play that's about to unfold yeah like if you're traveling if you just reach into the room okay what's your marching order like what yeah if i've got everybody in a five foot wide hallway who's where yeah who's where you know, if you're in a room, be like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Then that's how the DM determines that. The I next was... part is the fun part where you get to roll initiative and everybody has alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> greatest feat Alertness. In the game. My favorite feat of all time now. <laughs> alert is just nasty. But anyways, you roll your initiative. <sighs> Take a D20. You roll it. You add whatever your initiative yeah. Roll modifiers. your modifiers, which will be your dexterity, unless you have some special feature that says otherwise. It'll just be your dexterity mod. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But hey, like I said, alert gives you what? Plus 10? Uh, Is it plus 5 or plus 10? I can't remember well, now. No, it's plus 5. I honestly just no, no clearly I'm yeah I'm Jeez. auditioning for my role at Wizards at this point yeah, yeah pretty just much yeah throwing around arbitrary numbers. numbers they're already done with fourth <laughs> arbitrary edition. numbers the game <laughs> they're already done with fourth edition with a couple <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah um alert is a good feat because it gives you a bonus to your initiative role and you can't be surprised as long as you're not incapacitated yep. So, so it's great for rogues or I like to put it on a lot of different characters because I like to be able to move first. Yeah. And there are, is a way around that DMs just because, of, oh, you can't be surprised as long as you're not incapacitated. There are ways to get around that. Oh, there absolutely yeah. are. I'm sorry, but if you are locked into some type of tool or mechanism or something like that, I'm sorry. You're not going to notice somebody sneaking up on you. Like if you're pulling your yeah. full focus focus into something, that's different. Alert is more for hey, you're walking around, you're always alert. Yeah. So your passive perception's much better. Yeah. It is. You know, it's like, you know, having perfect perception. Yeah. You know yes. where everything is in the room whenever you walk in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, same as yeah. uh you just walking know around outside. Like yeah. you're aware. Yeah, you just expect everything to kill you at all times. True. Yeah. All right. And Step number four, you take your turns. Yeah, and, yeah everybody and, takes their turn in initiative order. Yep, and uh, step five is, well, you start the next round, which is all of those steps all over again. <laughs> Repeat step four yeah. until the fighting stops. <laughs> Actually, you go back to step two, and then, you know. 
Well, no, never mind. That's already established. No. Yeah. So yeah. No. Yeah. We well, I mean, that is also kind of vague because yeah. it would make sense to establish positions again. Like, well, okay, it, if yeah. everybody moved, where did you move to? Yeah, but I that's need already to know. That's established during your turn. Ah, okay. I see, but it's not yeah. technically wrong. Now, what do you get during your turn? Well, that. Oh, actions. That, my friends, you get actions in combat. So on your turn, you can move up to your speed or take one action. So you got movement, which, you know, most base movement speeds are 30 feet. Which, yeah. Yeah. 30 is the default. Yeah. Like it's normal movement speed. Yeah. Which if you're using a grid, that's six. There you wow. Go. Numbers. Yeah. Six grid spaces. There you go. You're wonderful. You win at everything. Um, I don't know. That took a weird turn. I don't know. Yeah. So you got that option. We'll get more in depth <clears> on <throat> how to utilize that in a second. Oh, in particular, real quick, I'm, I felt it was worth pointing out that the player's handbook also reminds you that on your turn, you don't have to move or use an action. You can... Like if you don't want to actually move or do anything, you can still take the dodge action or you can take a ready action. Well, that's part of your action taking during it's it's still an action, it's not an yeah. attack action or something like the added one. You can take dodge, ready, whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah, it's still your action during combat. It's just not attacking. Yeah, I'm sorry, I guess I explained that poorly. Yeah. It made sense in my head. You yeah. go in there and yeah. listen to it yourself <laughs> and tell me what you heard. That's right. Come back out and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I'm sorry no. I butchered your, your catchphrase. Yeah. But no, man. I, yeah, it, that is a good point to make. You have dodge. You have ready. You have... Uh, dodge. Dodge. Um, you have ready. Uh, now, the important thing for a ready action, since we already mentioned it, I think it does get more in depth later on, but I'm just going to go ahead and knock it out for you. Ready actions... They're kind of like a trigger in a video game. If, mm-hmm. if this does that, then this happens. It's a what if statement in yes. programming, if you know programming. Okay. So if this does that, then this happens. Yeah. If then. Yeah. So with ready, you need to tell the DM, hey, I'm readying an action, which, you know, for a rogue, like let's say you're the one that's been in stealth this whole time, you haven't activated yourself in combat okay well i'm still hiding so i'm gonna ready my action instead of doing the surprise round and ready my crossbow when this enemy steps towards this person or comes within this view or within my range i fire at them that's your ready. Yeah, you're the specifying DM. a trigger yeah. when you're taking a ready action. Exactly. And it's on you to remember <clears throat> that. It's not your DM's responsibility to be like, oh, he stepped within range, so go ahead. Oh, you're ready. Trust me, I've already got 10,000 other things I'm trying yeah. to process right yeah. now. Here, let me add yeah. another. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's on you. If you don't remember your ready action, the DM's not going to remind you. Nope, it's not my responsibility yeah. to remind you what your character can do. Yeah. You are the character. Yeah, you're supposed to be doing this. I'm asking very little of you as a DM, (laughs) okay? Just show up and fucking pay attention. And when it comes to dodge, well, it's just a... I don't think it doesn't even add AC anymore. It's just a uh, 
the half damage? No, dodge. Uh, the dodge action gives you advantage. Advantage. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Or I'm I'm sorry. I think it specifically gives your opponent disadvantage to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's same thing. Uh, it's the yeah. it's yeah it, yeah disadvantage to hit. There you go. That's uh, what I was looking for. I was like, I know it's not an AC. Yeah. Addition, it imposes disadvantage on an opponent. Yeah. I guess that's dodging. the clearest way to say it. Yeah. Dodge, dodge tanks, they're a thing. Yeah. yeah. Mark it on the board. I mentioned dodge tanks again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Where's my resi board? Uh, we don't have enough boards. <laughs> Need more boards. <laughs> uh, okay. Just a so, side note, completely unrelated. We have a Patreon. Go ahead and check out that link. Yeah, you should. Patreon slash Wolfay's board budget. So, <laughs> Wolfay's uh, giant board. <laughs> yeah. Um, bonus actions yeah and this was something i pointed out before we started because i was giving it a quick once over to familiarize myself again i saw some verbiage that i wasn't familiar with in this edition specifically that for bonus actions um basically a litany of things give you the ability to use bonus actions there's spells there's abilities there's class features there's feats there's items themselves like you should almost always have bonus actions available to use from level one. Okay. But specifically here in the text, it says you can take a bonus action only when a special ability spell or other feature of the game states that you can do something as a bonus action. You otherwise don't have a bonus action to take. And that was written in a way that genuinely confused me because the first thing that popped into my head was, okay, so as a level one character, if I'm fighting with two weapons, which is a thing you can do very easily in this version, thank God. Are are you okay? You've like opened your mouth to say something. Why did, did you just yawn at me? No, no. I was just going to see where you're going with the two-handed fighting because I have an answer for that. Okay, well, let's all figure this out together in yeah. real time <laughs> yeah. because I'm confused. <laughs> then we're going to Tarantino so, it. So you started there. No, let's go God. <laughs> so, oh, man, I had a terrible day. This was me three months ago. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> My problem is, is that I feel like as a level one character, even right off the bat, using fighting with two weapons, you can use a bonus action to attack with your offhand weapon anytime you take the attack action. That is just a rule of the item itself. Like that's just a mechanic. So my issue was, is that I feel like I'm being once again, unnecessarily confused by the way they've chosen to write this. I feel personally victimized and I'd like to speak to the manager. Yeah. Um, really what it's there for is to cover that kind of gray area. Yes, there are a lot of features. Most everyone gets a feature of some sort at first level or through an item or through a feature. You're going to have a bonus action to do something as a bonus action. Basically, what it means is that, hey, you know, potions and things like that. Oh, well, I'm going to use my bonus action to do that. Well, if it doesn't say that, then you can't do that. It's one of those minor things. It helps the DM out a little bit. It helps clarify it for the players because 
yeah, once you get through this portion, this is the good thing about player's handbook is it's the basic rules. And then that's why it's a core book. Mm-hmm. So with the bonus action, I wouldn't focus too much on that because there's so many bonus action things you can do. Like specifically with two weapons, mm-hmm. two weapon fighting, fighting style specifically says you use your bonus action to attack with the other hand. Yeah. Not just anyone can just go out and, oh, well, I'll do a wield. Unless you specifically have something that says that. Or you have an item that says, hey, or it's finesse. I think it's within finesse weapons. It allows you to use a second. Yeah. And attack is a bonus action. It has to say those things to clarify it. Mm-hmm. Over explain or explanatory explanations, essentially. Oh, no. You have you're to, stealing you have to, my catchphrase. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a game design thing. You have to over clarify to make sure that the rules are understood. Yeah, but I feel like that just muddies the waters. Yeah, but if they don't put that, then... So, essentially, from what you just explained, I gathered that this is a weird over-clarification of this particular rule. No, To explain... No, to... Of this thing, like this example, is overly explained so that it's supposed to blanket a bunch of other shit that comes up. No, it is the base rule. This is bonus actions at the base. You take away all the feats, you take away all the other abilities and everything else. Bonus action doesn't exist until you get those things. Yeah, and so it's an ability that you rule. get to do. Yeah, so it's letting you know you need these things to do this thing. It's giving you a heads up. Correct. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, you're, you're looking know. a little too deep into it. Well, see, here's the problem. <laughs> I read the words Yeah. and yeah. interpreted the words. You know, the way any logical human would. Yeah, but... That was my fault, I guess, for reading it. For over-interpreting. How dare you punish me again, books. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you get. Uh, There are words in between those lines, so... That's true. That's right. See, I don't see solutions. I see problems waiting to happen. But one thing to also have with bonus actions... Unless it specifically tells you with a bonus action as well on your turn. Unless it specifies when you have to take that bonus action. You can take a bonus action at any time. There is no, well, it's a bonus action, so you have to take an action first. Yeah, action first and then bonus action. No, it's a bonus action period. Unless it specifically tells you there are some abilities and class features and things like that to say... As a bonus action, you can do this added thing. Yeah. Or if you get hit, yeah, you can use your bonus action to well, re- do this. Well, it's like Reckless Attack mm-hmm. for Barbarian. That's one of those situations that's time specified. As a bonus action, you can do a res- Reckless Attack after attacking. Or when you attack, you say I'm yeah, going Yeah, you reckless. use your bonus action while attacking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. time specified. You there right. You Clarified, I win. Uh, okay, you're. I mean, you're sitting here in this super secret location talking to me, so you've clearly already lost. I don't know. I think I have more wins than you. All I do is win, no matter what. Um. So there's other like minor things you can do on your turn. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah. We should get to reactions for sure. Because yeah. basically. Look, you can talk, you can do other things. Just remember, it's a short time period. 
You can't have a full-on conversation. You can yell out something real quick. That's it. Six seconds, guys. Yeah, that's all you get. Six seconds. I'm pretty sure that's your best time, so you should be able to get it. An entire round is six <laughs> seconds, okay? So keep in mind, this is not as boring and spreadsheet yeah. as you think it is. Use your imagination yeah. and realize that these things are all taking place within the same six seconds. Yeah, this isn't the Zack Snyder's cut of your combat, okay? It's very short and to the point. I'm going to start putting up a Snyder board for you. <laughs> Two can play this game. <laughs> oh, like the chips and cookies and stuff? No, what? No, God, no. Oh, oh okay. I'm right. Now I'm hungry. All right. Thanks. All right. Reactions. Reactions are extremely important, guys. Um, yeah. One of my biggest complaints, which you can see it as me being a salty old man and waving my fist, you know, yelling at t- youngsters, but it really bothers me the way attacks of opportunity work now that it's <sighs> the attack of opportunity used to be any time a creature enters or leaves you get an attack of opportunity yeah now it's only when they exit the square yeah and that really irritates the shit out of me well, to me, it kind of makes more sense in a combat sense because we're talking about six seconds. So if I run up to somebody to attack them, then... you I'm sorry, but you can't tell me, you can't convince me that two trained fighters facing off at each other, running at each other, that if I, or if I'm standing there or they're standing there, either way, whoever approaches the other, you're telling me I can't take a swing at you? Well, here's the deal. that th- This is what you're forgetting about with the attacker coming in is I feel like we're going way too deep into this, but with attackers of opportunity, when the attacker comes in, they're attacking, they're not walking up like in a, you know, a, you know, like final fantasy tactics or something. They're not just walking up and then selecting their attack and doinking you. Mm-hmm. They're attacking in the midst of coming towards you. Your reaction at that point would be to, Oh crap. They're attacking me. Not, oh, let me stab him real quick while I'm already engaging someone else. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm just, picking this the <clears throat> one particular circumstance. Yeah. No, I, I I don't mind the way that it is because it's, it helps players more than it helps with, oh, I can get extra damage on an enemy that walks up to me. It's, it helps out players a lot more because now I can walk up to a creature to attack it and not take senseless damage because I just walked up to it, you know? Like mm-hmm. that, it it adds a weird aspect to combat that doesn't need to exist. So I I don't really have an issue with it. Oh, but fine. when just... it comes down to reactions, reactions isn't just about attack of opportunity. That's just something that everyone can use a reaction for. There are actual reaction based class features, abilities, things like that. We actually covered it with a few classes. There are spells you can use as a reaction. I use my reaction yeah. to cast Hellish Rebuke. Yeah. So, and you only get one reaction per turn, so use it wisely. That goes for you, monks and rogues. Evasion is your reaction. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to waste your reaction on something silly when you yeah. uh, are in a potentially dangerous scenario, which, as yeah. a squishy boy, you pretty much always are. Yeah, so... You got, you got to always make sure you do that right. 
So, but yeah, you know, there's a, uh, the other thing I'd like to point out before we move along, starting to get a little long there anyways, is, uh, breaking up your movement. It's actually possible, like in between attacks, moving at different speeds, anything like that. If you have 30 feet of movement in, inside the PHB, they use a 25 feet example, but 30 feet's more common. So we're going to do that. You have 30 feet of movement. You move 15 feet and attack some, or, you know, fire your bow at somebody, you know? Okay. Well, you can move another 15 feet. And if you have extra attack, you can do another attack. Correct. So that it doesn't break that up. You don't have to do your extra attack immediately. You can still move and do it. Yeah. So something nice to have, but it. Well, that's, yeah. That also brings up an important distinction in the DMG as well that in the player's handbook, it tells you moving diagonally specifically that yeah. just account every square is five feet of movement like to treat it as more of a octagate situation. Yeah. Versus, you know, in the dungeon master's guide, it goes further into, you know, do it as fives and then tens, like alternate five feet, 10 feet for every diagonal space moved. Yeah. So it gets a little weird, but at the same time, do whatever makes you guys happy. Yeah. It makes, it makes sense. I really like that. It's defaulted to every spaces, normal yeah. space instead of half movement. Yeah. So I feel like it keeps things more balanced in that sense. What else mm. we got? Uh, we can quickly go over difficult terrain. Let's face it. Good DMs will add this in there sometimes. And it's nice to have. Yeah. It lowers your movement speed. It costs you an extra foot. So, you know, basically you're having your movement speed. Is it's usually the easiest way people do it. Yeah, it's the I feel like that's an easier way to remember it. Yeah. Well it's an extra foot. You move five feet, it's ten feet. You know, so makes sense. Um being prone cost half your movement speed to get up. Pretty simple. Yeah, and with the coup de gras not being a thing anymore, being prone just doesn't feel as dangerous to me. But uh, I still don't recommend at, staying on the ground. I will say you're still at disadvantage. Yeah. Oh no, I was just worried. Yeah. Like I said, without coup de gras being a uh, thing, yeah, you're you're giving them a plus seven. <clears throat> yeah, it's not great. Yeah, no, it's bad stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, the rest of it, I'd say you know, spend some time really getting into the nitty gritty of the rest of combat, to be honest with you, because combat gets really in depth and these are the important key points that we've gone over. Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to like moving into other creatures, squares, things like that, there are certain things like DMs will take a little bit of lean on things like that based on creature size. Uh, usually for the most part, if you're playing with your teammates, you want to move through one of your teammates square pretty simple you kind of just eh, buy them you just shift past each yeah. other you're not taking up that full five feet that's just the area that you threaten around you like yeah. that's the space yeah. you control so yeah. you can easily you know walk past friendly creatures and objects yeah. you just can't occupy the same space yeah and there's a lot of spells and stuff that says that as well 
So you gotta. It's three. You, you gotta. You gotta make sure you do that. Okay. So. You know, it's pretty pretty simple. Oh yeah, we do need to go over those real quick. You got. I'll hit them real yeah. quick if you want to. Um, it's also important to remember that you can take the actions outside of just you know I move and attack. Yeah. You can take the dash action which replaced running from older versions and kind of makes more sense, even though it's not nearly as busted. Um, now you, whenever you take the dash action, you get, what is it? If you have a 30 foot movement speed, you can move up to 60 feet. It doubles your movement. It's speed. just double. I was trying to remember that. Yeah. Sorry. I stumbled over those words. Um, yeah. Dash. It's good. You get double movement. It's a yep. it's an action though, so that's your action. Yeah, unless you have cunning action. Yeah, unless you're broken. Um, <laughs> bonus action: dodge, dash, disengage. Come on, that's broken. Oh yeah, it's great. Mucks and rogues. So nice. disengage. It's really straightforward. If you take the disengage action, yeah. your movement doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity. So you can yeah. use disengage to get out of danger. Yeah. That's really all it does. That's all it's for. Yeah. Uh, dodge. dodge. Yeah, yeah, we kind of covered dodge. It is. Oh, yeah. It's any attack roll against you has disadvantage. So, yeah, you, like I said, that just what it is. You can help. Yeah. You can hide. Yeah, which help is pretty nice. A lot of people don't use that a whole lot. But that's something where you can help somebody with an ability check or if you're within five feet of them and you're both fighting the same enemy, basically like, Hey, I'm going to use my action to help them. So you give them advantage. Yeah. You know, which if a rogue somehow ever finds itself in a position where it can't give itself advantage for some reason, you could always assist the rogue with that. Yeah. You know, they might've failed the check. That happens. It happens, man. What? That's a thing. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, yeah. I'll say, yeah. Sometimes those really high pluses just aren't enough. Yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> that at level five, a plus 32 isn't good enough. <laughs> yeah. Can I just take 20 on this? Right. Oh, that's a thing I miss. I'm sorry. I'm already over 20. That's what right. passives are for, but we'll do that a different episode. That's right. Um, we certainly will. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. There's a whole lot more. Um, some of this stuff's out of combat more often than not, not so much in combat, but it depends on your DM, how creative they are. So really nice to have. Um, but why don't you go ahead and hit that link? Clink that link? Clink. No, hit the like button. Oh, well you said hit the link. Oh, it's really confused. Yeah. Well, I forgot I did things out of order. I talked about Patreon already. Oh yeah, but it threw me off. I can't That's fair. No, I made it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But hit the like button, please. Just do it. Please. Do it for me. Rather than hitting like, why don't you clobber? clobber. That subscribe button. And crush. That notification bell. It's like you could read my mind. Or maybe we've done this like a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, it's been over sixty. I know that. So, ooh, big boy, we're getting there. That's right. We're getting old. Also, feel free to check out our Teespring link. We got. Oh, shirts. you can clink that link. 
Yeah, you can clink it, clink it so hard. Make it feel good. And make yourself feel comfy while you're wearing a t-shirt and drinking out of a mug from the trolls under a bridge. It's great. It's wonderful. You'll love it. Crazy. If I close my eyes, it's almost like a really shitty De Niro impression. I wasn't even close to what I was doing, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it was fine. bad. Yeah, it was bad. That's all you yeah. need to know. Speaking of terrible things, we'll be doing a rant when we come back from the break. And Mustard Man A through Z, we're talking about the bur- Bargura. Bargura. Gorilla Demon. Yeah, basically. Gorilla Demon. Oh, dude, they're terrifying. All right. So we'll be back. Later. Hello. Welcome back to Fruit and the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm back with another rant. Enough with the terrible imitations. Jolly's here. Today we're talking about combat. And there's something I really started thinking about during the entire time. It's still a role-playing game. So role-play during combat, okay? I swing my big freaking sword. That's not it, okay? Try. Try to make it entertaining. Well, I walk up to him and I slap him with it. That doesn't work. Actually, apply yourself into the combat. Make it worth something. Stop complaining about, oh, it's so boring when he DMs because it just... Oh, it just drudges on. The combat's terrible. Because you're not putting anything into it. Try. It's a role-playing game. If you don't want to role-play in a game, just jump on your computer and play WoW and pretend to be good at something. So as we go to continue to go back to the Monster Manual, we're going to be talking about the Balgara, which conveniently enough isn't the knuckle-dragger in the room. We'll be back. Welcome back to Fear and the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm Wolfe. And it's Mushroom Manual A through Z. Are you ready, Wolfe? Never. I mean, yes. Sorry, I was thinking about something else. Oh, what are we talking about, Wolfe? We're talking about demons still, and we probably will be for the next three months. So buckle up, Buttercup. And if it's not demons, we'll be on devils. Yeah, and then Dargons. Yeah, because here at the Trolls, we're all about the D. All the Ds. So we're talking about the Bogora today, which is essentially a big gorilla demon. They're kind of scary. Yeah. So I guess we'll kick this right off. Um, Obviously, natural armor gives them an AC of 15. Uh, Their hit point average will be 68, which is 8d10 plus 24. So they've got good health pool but they have a 40 foot movement speed and also a climbing speed of 40 feet their stats are decent physically um i mean all their soft stats are you know soft yeah i mean they've got decent wisdom but well, the, I mean, keep in mind we'll go at this is spoiler it's only a cr5 it's not like only. some gigantic terrifying monster it's I only know. a five. I know. I like to lull people into a false <laughs> sense of security by saying that that kind of shit is okay. I mean, look at the saving throws on it. Not yeah. that great. It's got plus five decks and plus five con for saves. 
uh, perception and stealth are also plus five for its skills. Yeah. Resistant to cold, fire, and lightning. So a lot of your elemental options at that level are going to be limited, guys. Damage immunity to poison and the poison condition. Blind sight of 30 feet. 120 feet of dark vision. And a passive perception of 15. So they're probably going to see you. Yep. They know abyssal and telepathy out to 120 feet. Because demons. Because demons. So, so far this thing is kind of stacking up to, you know, actually for a challenge rating five, not bad. No, not bad at all. It makes perfect sense that you would be fighting something of this stature around that level. Yeah, I think it's actually one of the availables for, or used to be available for Summon Fiend. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice to throw at somebody. Oh, yeah. Except for the fact that you forget that with Summon Fiend, like the old one, you don't actually uh, get to control the creature. <laughs> You're just unleashing chaos into a battlefield. It's great. Yeah, fuck it. All right. They have innate spellcasting. <clears throat> Their spellcasting ability is wisdom, hence why it's so high. The save DC is 13. They can innately cast the following spells. Requiring no material components. Obviously, demons. One time per day, they get Entangle and Phantasmal Force. Two really good spells. Mm-hmm. And twice per day, they get Disguise Self and Invisibility Self for themselves only. Yeah. Come on. Just our invisibility. Those spells right for free. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like you may look at them as, oh, they're super weak. Like they're low level demons. They're no big deal. Dude, one of these things could be an early campaign boss. Yeah, Phantasmal Force is not something to joke around about. It's a really good spell on well any yeah, class. Like, don't get shit twisted. Yeah. One of these things could still yeah, you can still get wiped when you're squishy when yeah. you're low. And at CR five, be having the ability to go invisible. Yeah, twice per day with 120 feet of dark vision, with telepathy out to 120 feet. Yeah, gotta love that surprise round. Oof. Yeah, let's see hey. why it's gonna be so bad. Hey, see it all ties together. Yeah, yeah reckless. At the start of its turn, the Barbara can gain advantage on all melee weapon attack rolls it makes during that turn. But attack rolls against it have advantage until the start of its next turn. Yep, same thing as Reckless Attack. Yeah, exact same thing. And then you have Running Leap. Oh, this is my favorite. A long jump is up to 40 feet and its high jump is up to 20 feet when it has a running start. Oof. Come on, man. That means that this thing can get running and jump 40 feet or it can leap 20 Uh, feet up in the air. Yeah, you're like, haha, I'm flying. And he's like, yeah, bitch, you ain't going nowhere. You're about to get bit, stupid wizard, with your fly spell that you somehow got at that level. Anyways, (laughs) Uh, things happen, okay? stuff yeah this is what happens when you give your party magic items way too early (laughs) or if you have an overzealous artificer yeah pretty much um 
their actions. Wolfay, would you like to take that? Of course. They multi-attack. And guess what, guys? They're big-ass gorilla demons. Guess how they attack. Just guess. Go ahead. Would their feet? No, not at all. Uh, no, uh, they got big-ass fists, bro. Oh. And uh, they got real sharp teeth. Oh. Teeth with an teeth? F. Like yes. Another one of them? They're horrifying. Oh. So it's multi-attack is three attacks, one with each fist and one with its bite. The bite is a plus seven to hit, <clears throat> five oh. foot reach, one target only, 11 damage on average, 2d6 plus four piercing damage. Okay. And then the fist, plus seven to hit also, also we're at five feet range, also one target. On hit, it's nine, which is one d ten plus four bludgeoning damage. Like, yeah. okay, so you're like, that's not that bad. That's all it can do, and that's it. Those are the only two things that it can do. But guess what? You're looking at the potential of taking. Let's see, twenty-eight. What was that from both fists? A potential damage of fourteen. Well, so twenty-eight. Plus the uh, bite, uh, 12, 16. I mean, even if you just go with the average, with the average attack, you're still looking at about 39 damage per round on average. Yeah. And that's if they don't take advantage. Yeah. Because in teeth, they can find a soft spot. Those fists can pummel. Yeah, that's yeah. two. And mind D6. you, these creatures have two fists. If you're wondering how many attacks that would be with one with each fist, they have two. Yeah, both hands. Both hands. It has two attacks with his fist. So, but yeah, uh, this one isn't as long. <laughs> it's not as drawn out. But these guys are a great early game introduction to some type of sorcerer or something. Maybe. Y'all accidentally got a hold of something. Your party got a hold of something and they summoned him for some freaking reason. Oh, stuff happens, man. Yeah. Tomb of Annihilation. There's a Nalfeshni yeah. in that obelisk. Yeah. For some fucking reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you can come across all kinds of things and these are really great to use. It's a nice little early just showing the party like, hey, CR doesn't really matter. Like, just because I'm showing this against you, like, there, there's stuff out there that can hurt you. Mm -hmm. And you need to know how. This is a great introduction to damage resistance the enemies have. It's a great introduction to immunities. I mean, if your party's focused on poison, that's a great way to get around it. You know? Yeah. If you're, if the spellcaster heavy and it doesn't seem like you're, you're trying to give your melee a little bit of a chance to kind of shine, this is another great creature to do that. Because, I mean, majority of spells you're going to get are going to do cold fire or lightning. Yeah, this creature ain't taking no shit off yeah. of any spells that you're casting at that level. Yeah. So, essentially, any of your attack spells other than, like, Eldritch Blast or Magic Missile because they're force damage. Nothing else that you've got is going to be real effective. I mean, you can still, you know, beat your head against a brick wall long enough. Eventually, you'll get through it. I mean, it's not advisable, but you could still burn those spell slots and still use those, but it's going to be half damage. 
Yeah. So you're going to have to spend a lot more of your precious resources to get through that nonsense. And honestly, it, don't do that. That's that's not acceptable. You don't just brute force your way through that one. Use your heads. Yeah. Well, maybe. Not like, Use damn them it. for thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Your head is for more than just holding up your helmet, Titan. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, though. Okay. Yeah, that's why I never played Titan. Yeah, well, you know, as long as you always know, the trick isn't landing the headbutt, it's disengaging afterwards. True. Yeah. So, that was a short, sweet, to the point. We gave you a little bit here and there. Maybe you got your own. Leave us a comment about it. Let us know. Maybe you've played with one of these before. You're like, oh, no, they're just great. They're fun. I made one a pet. Yeah, people really get a weird sense of the demons and devils in this game because I guess we're so used to it that you think other shit's more interesting. Uh, By the time we're done for this, I hope that you guys will have the same respect for the lower planes that I do. Yeah, and um, like you said, in future episodes, at some point, probably while covering all these, we will talk about the lower planes and the nine hills. Because, I mean, that stuff's, especially at least the war between The blood war. Yeah, the blood war between the demons and devils. Like, at least talking about it a little bit. Trust me, I'd I'd love to do an entire episode on that, to be perfectly honest with you. I could easily do an hour on that. Yeah, let us know what you think. Because uh, that, ooh, that does sound like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We might actually research that episode. Uh, I've already done all my research, buddy. <laughs> my entire life I've prepared for this episode. I've been waiting <clears throat> for this moment. No, we're going to make you wait for some like arbitrary numbered episode, like episode 99 or something. It'd be great. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. Or if this video gets 200 likes. Yeah. And you never know. No, I'm not going to sham out like that. Are you sure? Yeah, I'd really rather not appear to be desperate. I'd rather my desperation were hidden. Okay, makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm I mean, cool fake it, it till you make it, right? I'm I'm down with it. You know, we all have our little fun here. and We just enjoy ourselves. Uh, but... You know, it's been fun. It's been good. We're having a good time. I hope we talked to you a few things. Yeah. Yeah. So please leave us a review as well on any of the podcasts. If you're on Anchor, we got voice messages. We do. Check it out. Like, check it out. I don't understand. Observing the wild jolly. In his natural habitat. This is my habitat. Oh, well, that's why you I get out of my habitat. Uh, that's yeah, why that's I'm why none of out. your shit is in it. Oh, that makes sense now. All right. So until next time, guys. But before we go, serious note, as always, guys, you're important, not just to us, but to the community and to a lot of people around there. I know at times things seem difficult. They seem bad. They seem terrible. But. Sometimes you need that little bit extra help, and we understand that. So those links, those phone numbers, always going to be in the description for you. They're always available. Keep on keeping on, man. Hell yeah. This was a great day. 
this is a great episode. We're all feeling good. We're all having a good time. Let's go out there. Let's kick ass and take names, guys. It's going to be a great day tomorrow, too. Let's keep this whole thing rolling, man. And as always, remember, it trolls for thee. It trolls for thee. Good night, my lovelies. Sleep well.